0: Hi, I'm Ann Delisi.
1: And I'm Chef James Regato.
0: And in episode 14 of Essential Cooking, we're talking all about a kind of comfort food that is perfect for this time of year, soups, stocks, and broths. Not only are soups and broths delicious, they are also a great way to boost your immune system during our cold weather months. We have something very special in store for you too, an original recipe for aromatic sipping broth from my co-host, Chef James Regato. I hope you'll find some inspiration to make your own stocks and broths and give Chef Regato's sipping broth a try. Tis the season to eat warm things and That's drink true. and drink warm things. And so I wanted to talk with you about making broths.
1: Right.
0: Because we can sip all day and be perfectly happy about it. This weekend's going to be a perfect time for that.
1: Yeah, right now, look outside.
0: Yeah, so we're ready for that. So heres I wanted to ask you a couple things. So... If you're going to, like last year, okay, this is what I have to tell you. Last yeah. year when the pandemic started shutting everything down, you were making this broth that I can't stop thinking about.
1: Yeah, the sipping broth.
0: It had the ginger and right.
1: the... Yeah, I mean, we did, it. oh gosh, we did ginger, lemongrass, you know, usually there's galangal, garlic. It's uh, usually a chicken stock base, but we'll add, you know, everything from, you know, different seaweeds to, to charred vegetables. So, you know, I try to make a, that's essentially a sipping broth with a oh. kind of a chicken stock base. But, you know, this time of year, especially with a pandemic, I want to have immune-boosting properties in in the broth that you sip. And so if you really have a nice chicken stock or any kind of stock, if you're vegetarian, you can just do vegetable stock. But if you have a really nice stock, I'd like to just kind of enhance that into a sipping broth. And obviously, you can make soups or risottos or whatever you want with it. But the sipping broth to me is kind of like that's... It's like a, you know, think of it like when you get like, a, you know, the, the, you go to drought and you get like the immune potion. It's kind of the same thing, but in mm-hmm. a savory sense. Mm-hmm. So you want, you know, all the, all the immune boosting properties of the savory ingredients. Like obviously you don't really put garlic in your orange juice, <laughs> but, you know, simmered garlic with lemongrass and ginger and turmeric and, you know, cinnamon and all these different spices, they really um, are, are they're, they're, they're great for your health. And also just sipping warm liquids like that, you know, it's great for your, obviously, your re- respiratory system and just kind of, you know, um, meditative. So I I totally agree. I think that that was a a good time. And I I might go back to it, you know, and we might might start selling more of it. It's been a pretty tame winter so far. Yeah, it has But weather like this makes me think about broth too. All
0: right. So let's talk about the difference between making a stock and making a broth. Right. And I think that people get them confused and they look at the boxes in the grocery store and they look the same. And you can, of course, make these at home. Yeah. So let's talk about the difference so we know what we're getting and what we're using them for and the best way to go about it.
1: You know, they're more or less of the same style. Stock is typically French and I would say less seasoned. So stock is like really bare bones. It's like if you buy chicken stock or vegetable stock, it's kind of like a little bit of vegetables and some chicken bones or just straight vegetables. Um, broth, I think is where you start to get, see more salt added. So there's more sodium. Um, if you're making a broth, typically you're going to add more meat scraps. I feel like broth people associate with like a, almost like French onion soup or Mm -hmm. some of these like heartier pot roast kind of liquids. So, but they don't have to be, you know, if you think about like a miso broth, miso Mm -hmm. is so flavorful that, you know, water and miso, you're, you're, you're you're halfway, yeah, you're halfway Mm -hmm. there. I mean, it's delicious. Now, if you add miso to a stock, you have a more rich product, but a broth is typically going to be, um, in just in the mind, you know, if you go to, if you're going off the grocery store, like the shelf, you're probably going to see a thicker body and more sodium. If you're just going off of like what you see in the grocery store, right? if you're going off recipes you find online, broth is probably going to be a little more, um, Like I said, more meaty, you know, but again, it doesn't have to, you can do a mushroom broth, but I think stocks should be kind of like under seasoned so it can go in multiple directions. So if you put a stock in your freezer, you want to be able to make something, you know, like a a light, you know, a bright soup with it. You also want to be able to make like a pot roast with it. You can kind of go in any direction. If you're going to make like a beef broth, you can't, you know, that's, that's going to taste like beef. It's going to be rich and you know, you can't really do a ton with it. That doesn't involve flavor of beef. Right.
0: All right. So let's talk about how to go about this. So you just made a chicken and you got the bones. right? So we don't, we don't want that to go to waste. So this is the time to either throw it in the freezer, right? In a bag and use it later. Yeah. So what's the best way like to, I guess what I'm saying is telling people how to repurpose this stuff in a way that doesn't take too much thought to it. Absolutely.
1: I definitely recommend the kind of like have a, it can even be like just a plastic, you know, eight quart or like a container. It can just be like, even like a, you know, like a like a small pickle bucket or something in, in your deep freezer, your chest freezer or in Ziploc bags in your regular stand up, you know, uh, refrigerator freezer. What I recommend you do is like any veg- vegetable trim or mushroom stems or chicken bones or anything, even like if you're just cooking some lamb chops and the lamb bones, anything that you think, gosh, that looks like it has flavor. Set that aside and put it in your freezer. And then when you go to make a stock, you know, add those things to that stock. So like, you know, for instance, like, Carrot peels, I don't save because it's kind of like just the, the dirt of the carrot or right. onion skins. Mm-hmm. But if you, you know, chop up a bunch of onions, you're like, gosh, I'm only going to use half of these. We'll put them in a bag, put them in the freezer and then save them for a stock. So when you go to actually make a stock, you have plentiful ingredients to give yourself a flavored broth. Because, you know, if you make a really nice stock, you're like, oh my gosh, like I have, you know eight quarts or two gallons of stock. Well, you can cook it down and freeze a condensed version, or you can you know, turn four quarts of it into a sipping broth, which will go very quickly. It's much faster. I mean, I was selling that by the quart, and I mean, I easily could drink a quart a day, and there's only four quarts in a gallon. So you're talking about four days of sipping broth. It's not that much if you think right. about you know, making, making a couple of gallons of stock. But I definitely recommend saving all your vegetables and your trim. Now, f- something like fish, you can do a fish broth. Fish broths aren't as delicious for sipping. But if you're gonna make like a like a chowder, or you know, if you're gonna you know make a like a soup, like if you're gonna, I think if you're gonna make a you know like a, like a potato soup, and you're gonna add some chopped up shrimp and maybe a little bit of red curry to it, well then a fish stock is brilliant to have. Mm-hmm. So I would I would recommend making the fish stock with fresh bones and then freezing the stock. I wouldn't try to keep. Fish bones around as much. I will in the restaurant setting, but if I was at home and I, you know, I'm getting crazy and I'm just breaking down a few fish, I would make a stock, even if it's a small amount, and then freeze the stock. Okay. Just because I feel like bones are fish bones, like they'll just, you know, they they kind of get a little weird quickly. They'll deplete kind mm-hmm. of unless it's a really deep freeze. But you know, you don't want to have your fish getting, you know, kind of spoiled and then making a right. the stock out of it. Okay.
0: I'm Delisi, I'm Rob Reinhart. And we're about to bring back the perfect opportunity to honor your favorite pet and support WDET. During our spring fundraiser, Ann and I will combine our shows so you can honor your dog. Or your cat. Or your dog. And WDET with a gift of support. We're looking forward to hearing about your pets, no matter what kind of cat that is. Cats and dogs and any other pet you may have will be part of our fundraiser. And if you can't wait till the weekend, make your gift now at WDET.org give. Or call 800-959-9338. So, I want to talk about the cooking time.
1: Yeah. So, it depends on the, on the density of the bones, in my opinion, right? So, you'll see, you know, if you're getting big shank bones, you can talk about 24 hours. I think mm-hmm. for a beef stock, I like a 24 hour stock. Chicken stock, 12 to 24. And then I would also, you know, kind of do my vegetables at different times. So, maybe if I had a bunch of beef bones, I'm going to do a Twelve-hour stock with not much else in it besides beef, maybe mushroom stems, and then in the last half of it, I'm going to add the vegetables, and then in the final hour or two, I'll add some parsley stems and peppercorns or something else. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, if you're going to do a big stock at home, you can do it. And you know, Molly Mitchell brought up last time we were here, um, putting it in the oven. You know, putting yeah. it in, so that's a good idea. Get what you don't have an open flame to deal with, or even a crock pot's a good one. Some people have sous vide. You know, you can definitely mm-hmm. um, you know do. I've seen a lot of chefs doing like bagged you know small broths in sous vide. But I think that you know, I personally put it on a low flame on the stove overnight, I, I, and I have no problem with it. It mm-hmm. also perfumes your house incredibly. Oh my God. Chris you
0: know? goes, I can't sleep. Yeah, I know it really, it really is <laughs> it's like wakes you up. It is. It's, it smells it's, so it, good.
1: It's quite, it's quite an aromatic experience. <laughs> yeah, um, especially with the chicken stock. I feel like chicken stock is the most um, pleasant to walk mm-hmm. into the home. Fish is obviously smells like the ocean, and then yeah. beef can be pretty you know overpowering. But yeah, the chicken stock, and also if, if if you're if let's say somebody's not making you know cooking whole chickens, or if you're just eating for one, there's a lot of quick trips to make a delicious, quick tricks to make a delicious broth. So if you go to like the Asian market, there's something called Han which is like H-A-N and then Dashi, D-A-S-H-I. And Dashi is, you know, kind of a broth famous in Japan. Usually it's like, you know, a little bit of uh, Bonito flakes, which is a like dried fish and, you know, seaweed. Um, but that it, Dashi, can it, it kind of means broth. You can go in a lot of different directions. Mm-hmm. But typically you'll always see seaweed and Bonito in it. But Hondashi Dashi is kind of like a powdered Dashi. And you know typically you'll see that it has MSG in it, which is kind of a whole other show. For the record, I don't personally add MSG in my food, but like I will eat it. I have no problem with it. Right. Certain ingredients like Hidden Valley Ranch contains MSG. We all love it. <laughs> MSG is very, very misunderstood. So I'm not against MSG for the record, um, but I don't actually use it as a seasoning. But plenty of restaurants do. Right. Um, so you can buy Hondashi. Dashi. But warning, if you see MSG on the label, don't be scared. Use it anyways. And that gives you so much flavor. There's so many little tricks like that. Miso. So when do you
0: put that in?
1: I mean, that's like, you literally can add hondashi to water and it's ready. It's a super flavor, flavorful broth. So if you're going to make like dumplings at home yeah. and you want a quick cheat, miso is a good one, but so hondashi. handashi. And then, you know, if you take handashi, let's say a little bit of ginger, a little bit of, you know, mushroom stems or dried mushrooms and a little fish sauce, you have a really delicious, flavorful broth. In that's a short neat. amount of time. So, that, you know, something like Hondashi or even curry paste, like red curry paste, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of saute it in the pot and then add your your broth or your even, again, just water. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be super flavorful. So, like, you know, the, 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 really the knowing your way around the Asian market is going to give you so much flavor. But Hondashi and curry and fish sauce are like, if that's all you ever buy, I think you can really increase your flavors and your broths. You'd be amazed at what a little bit of you know, I had fish sauce, which is you know, it's a Vietnamese product. Mm-hmm. It's basically salted. You know, typically it's anchovies or sardines or some kind of larger, you know, uh, not larger, but you know, like a, like a, like a whole fish, salted and then you know, fermented and pressed. Sounds crazy, but it's delicious. Soy sauce. It's basically like the the fish version of soy sauce. Mm-hmm. And you have. So much flavor. I, I add it to like things like lobster bisque. You know, like I've even just I don't even tell anybody that I'm like you know it doesn't make it like an Asian influenced lobster, but no, it can be a classic French lobster bisque, but a little bit of fish sauce just kind of ups the umami. Oh, that's so. Nice. So I think like you know getting knowing your way around you know just a few simple ingredients from the Asian market will go a long way. But fish sauce is one of those things that really enhances your broth.
0: Okay, so what are they again? Fish sauce. I would handashi. say fish sauce,
1: handashi. And uh, and then curry pastes and curry paste. specifically okay. shelf stable. I think red curry paste is superior. Mm-hmm. We we've talked about green curry in the past. Yeah. You know, it's green is from the fresh herbs, so obviously fresh is best. But red curry pastes, uh, and I like to just like kind of caramelize them a little bit before adding your liquid just those just those simple things are just so good you know even even, even make a manhattan clam chowder and just add a tiny little bit of red curry paste just those super flavorful bombs that you don't even need to tell anybody you're doing nobody if you add a little splash of fish sauce to your nobody would ever know. seafood chowder no one's even going to know about it but it's just so delicious
0: okay so if you're making a vegetable broth that's pretty easy yeah. Take your favorite things or how do you, what's but, the best way? Should you saute them first or? Not,
1: It depends. You know, you, you certainly can fish, um, f- um, vegetable stocks, vegetable broths are always going to be a little bit lighter in flavor. So sure. just keep that in mind. I think soy sauce, you know, and, um, dried mushrooms and seaweed are really necessary when it comes to vegetable, um, you know, broths. Mm-hmm. I also use beer a lot. So I, I joke around that that's, you know, vegetable stock because it's, you know, fermented, mm-hmm. you know, grains, but I think that if you're going to do a straight, if you're a vegetarian or a vegan, I think seaweed and dried mushrooms are your best friends. They're going to give you a lot of flavor. They're going to darken your stock, so it'll be a darker color because they're like staining it. Mm -hmm. But kelp, you know, is 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 basically the best seaweed to actually kind of like truly, you know, flavor. Kombu is obviously what you if you look at the Asian market. But um, that's going to give you like a really, if you let it sit in the stock for a long time, it's going to give it body. It's like it's basically what agar agar comes from. So it's it's like a it's like a it, it sounds so good. It kind of creates like a gelatin. It almost gives like it gives you like that sticky kind of like mouthfeel that you get from like usually beef like, broth, yeah, right, from animal bones. Uh, yeah. But you know, seaweed gives you that same effect too. So if you want like a nice kind of like rich, robust vegetable stock, you're gonna to need to go to seaweed.
0: That sounds really good. And if you want to add herbs to your stock or your broth or your sipping broth. That's at the end. Or when's the best Definitely. time to throw that stuff in? So
1: if you're talking like really fresh herbs, like if you want to add like cilantro or mm-hmm. chives, I suggest you just add them to the broth and then consume them in the broth. But mm-hmm. things like parsley stems, you know, a little bit of thyme, that can kind of go in in the last hour. Okay. And that's just going to give you a little bit of brightness. It's not, you know, you're not you're not going to taste, oh my gosh, this is parsley. Yeah. If you want, herbs are meant to be eaten raw and fresh typically. Yeah. So like add them raw and fresh.
0: And then you can freeze all this stuff and it's always yeah. sitting there for you. Oh yeah, Br- nice broths
1: broth stocks even if you're like making a little fish stock making a little chicken stock and then you want to make a gumbo where like all flavors are kind of welcome you know you can kind of you know do it do that then or or even like you know just a really spicy soup something that you're not looking for for a super delicate you know like you can if you are making a chorizo cabbage soup and you want to add a little you know fish stock no big deal you know i i i don't think there's like hardcore rules when it comes to home cooking whatever's delicious and whatever you have make that
0: Now get a paper and pencil ready to write down Chef Regato's original recipe for aromatic sipping broth. The ingredients are 1-2 to gallons of chicken stock. You can make or buy this. There are many recipes out there for chicken stock. Chef regato likes using roasted bones and raw feet. A vegetable stock will work too if you're vegan or vegetarian. Combine equal parts lemongrass, ginger, and garlic. Start with one cup each. Add galangal if you can find it. One small bunch of parsley rinsed well, stems included. Six bay leaves, one teaspoon black peppercorn, two cinnamon sticks, six clove, and three star anise. You'll want to toast these spices before adding them. Also add two tablespoons of ground turmeric, one teaspoon of ground cayenne. Simmer all of this on low for about two to four hours. Salt to taste, Chef Rigato likes his to be fully seasoned. Strain through a fine mesh sieve and add two lemons, zested and juiced. And here's an optional tip for a more soup-like feel. You can add a few tablespoons of miso after you strain the broth, or a few sheets of kombu about 20 to 30 minutes before you strain it. This stock will store about a week in the fridge, but you'll probably drink it way before then. I hope you'll try your hand at Chef James Rigato's recipe for aromatic sipping broth. You can find the recipe and tell us how it tasted at wdet.org slash essential cooking. Thank you so much for listening and.
1: We would like to thank LaMarca Prosecco for their support. From the hills of Veneto, Italy, you can never go wrong with Prosecco, whether it's in a spritz or drinking straight.
0: Joan Isabella is our executive producer. Assistant producers are David Lyons and Lisa Brancato. This episode was edited by Rowan Nemisto with production support provided by Studios on the Pond. Original music by the Mallet Brothers. This is a production of Detroit's public radio station, WDET.